Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So, we spent some time outside of Texas. We went to Eau Claire, Eau Claire, something Claire, Madison. Wisconsin. We, we went to Wisconsin. We yeah. went to Wisconsin. We went to Wisconsin. We traveled north, right? Uh, where they are used to the weather that we just suffered through down here in Texas. Okay? Then we went to Louisiana. Yep. In between, we took a stop in Humble, Texas, so we haven't completely ventured from Texas, but we're going to go back to Texas. Um... We're going to New Braunfels. New Braunfels is kind of a region on its own. I would, I would think. Yeah. Um, you, you're, you're not quite Austin. You're not quite San Antonio. You got the river. You got your own party scene. Uh, wonderful place to visit. New Braunfels Brewing Company. Okay, have y'all ever been to New Braunfels Brewing Company? I have not been to the location. No. You have not. Negative. I've been. I've been twice. Okay. So first time, 13th anniversary, which was oh gosh, five six years ago. Um, me and Mandy had a bread and breakfast there, and so we went, and of course we, we dug craft beers, so we stopped in there, um, lots of good beers then, and then another time, Carlos, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who couldn't get out of bed this morning, um, he went, we, me and him took loser. our kids, <laughs> what a loser. Ah, gosh, that guy, he's a loser, um, we took our, our sons to a wrestling practice in New Braunfels, and, uh, I guess true to form, we snuck away from the wrestling practice. And they were having their five-year anniversary party. Oh, nice. And so we stumbled upon the five-year anniversary party and had a good time there. So I've had New Braunfels beers. They are completely and totally uh, experimental. These guys are kind of off the wall. So have y'all had anything from New Braunfels Brewing Company before? It's been a very long time. I've not had anything, no. So I mean, the New Braunfels is actually, for people, because that, that's a big name here in Houston. People go there a lot for... The tubing. Uh, the tubing and then kind of like they'll, they'll, during summertime, you know, so this is something for them to look out when they're down there, right? Absolutely, yeah. You're there visiting in that area because we don't get it distributed here very often, um, if at all. Um, and so they, they, when I looked them up, they're with this like Tri-City distributing and it's really just that general area. You're looking at San Antonio, San Marcos, New Braunfels. Austin that's getting this beer and it's not coming outside of it a lot of what they're doing are sours right and so their big claim to fame is you got the owner Kelly Meyer he's the owner the brewer and uh, self-proclaimed pucker gangster okay so he's a pucker gangster because he likes sours this is his deal he does sour so what we're trying first is the blondine okay blondine blonde and German okay German roots there in New Braunfels we got mixed culture, rustic, farmhouse, wheat, beer, all right? So this is an 85% wheat malt. Oh, and we're blowing up. So these are, you could tell, and there's already yeast coming out of the top of this thing. This is a bottle-conditioned beer. These beers are old school. They're coming in peel bottles. Like the, you said you're out? No, I said it's coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is... There's all sorts of stuff. There is all kind of stuff in this beer. So this beer is not... This is not a a beer designed to... uh, For the masses. This is a beer designed for people who want to try sours. Who want to try this beer. So 
what's kind of cool about this beer, and, and what I think is really neat, is what he's done is he's gotten a local wild yeast that he harvested from the Texas Hill Country, and I want to say in 2013, and that's what he uses to ferment these beers. Okay, so on the nose, that's sour. Aggressive, yeah. Yes, aggressively sour. A lot of citrus. Yes. Okay, so it's it's uh, lact, supposed to be lactic tartness that is coming in there. Um, magnum hops early in a 90-minute boil, so that should give you some good acidity because the magnum hops, just like our previous magnum episode, are yeah. extra large, right? <laughs> um, so the day I shop. <laughs> so it's it, it should have a nice hop acidity with it now i have not tasted this beer yet um five percent alcohol 18 ibus so pretty standard for a sour okay oh man that is that is aggressive it, it's not a bad aggressive I, I like the smell okay any flavors anybody's tasted it yet yeah uh you know Wheat can come through kind of wonky once you pass the 50% mark. Yes. Uh, I think for this very particular beer, I think 85% really suits it well. I mean, it really does. It's uh, it's not quite as aggressive as, say, like a Graditsky, which is 100% smoked wheat. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's very, very balanced. It's got a great mouthfeel. It's got a lot of citrus to it. Uh, it's not so aggressively acidic or sour that... It's hard to put down. It's not vinegary. Agreed. Agreed. Like, she, she looked like a two or three coming out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay? But she tastes like an eight or a nine going down the mouth. Mm-hmm. So, the floaties and all that kind of stuff, that can turn off a lot of people. Agreed. But I know you've probably seen the, the beer nerds out there in the world, for those who aren't beer nerds, pick up the glass and hold it up and look at it, right? Sure, they're looking at the color. Well, you can see the color just sitting on the table. But if you look at this, you can see the bubbles there. They're aggressively coming up. Most yes. beers don't do that, but because this one has that sediment in there that allows it to continuously cultivate, like, that's Correct. What it does this that. is a live beer, yeah. right? So this is bottle conditioned. It's going to be a live beer. This is going to be one of those ones where they said you could sell it for three to five years, and this beer is going to be still great. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's kind of cool. I think when you get beers like this, it kind of goes back to the old school. kind of goes back to the roots, the home brewing roots. The, the, you know, it, it, it is, it's very rustic. It's, it's not as super refined, but you appreciate it for what it is. I, I, I don't know, I, I dig it. I, I really do dig it. It is, when, when, it, when, it, when the bottle popped and the bottle couldn't contain what was inside, and you got yeast and kind of weird shit floating out of the bottle. I'll be honest, I was turned off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But when I sampled, I got turned back on again. Yeah. I mean, if if anyone's out there and they're not they're listening, that they haven't had beers and they're not really into beers, this is one of those beers like when people say I don't really enjoy beers. I'm like, well, first I always told you my answer is always you're a liar. Yeah. Everyone enjoys a beer. You just, just got to find yet. the right one. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and so if if I was Okay, what do you enjoy on a nice Sunday? Well, cutting my grass and drinking lemonade. Well, guess oh, what? I got yeah. a beer for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would drink this and be like, holy crap, this is beer? Like, yeah. Now drink it and shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And, and, and I agree with you. The, the weed in there 
it it fits the style. Yep. You know. It uh it almost has a Hefeweizen feel in the mouth. Uh-huh. I was gonna say yeah, I was getting kind of like a Hefeweizen Rattler style. Yeah. And that might be from the wheat. So, uh, so why is why up. is this? Let me let me ask you because this beer obviously does not suck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why why do you think as as a beer buyer? Because you've had some New Braunfels Beer Company in the case. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, right? Why is this not making more headway into the Houston area? Uh, you know, this is something we've talked about quite a bit. Um, marketing labels. Uh, this is one of those ones we talked about where I don't think the marketing and artwork standpoint is up to par to the beer. It doesn't really kind of match. And, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have that label appeal, uh, nobody's going to buy it. It doesn't matter how good your juice is. If it if it comes out looking boring or uh, ill refined, it's not gonna sell. So this would be one of the ones where the label isn't there, but what's inside is worth getting past the label. Correct, correct. And you know, as much as we can tell somebody that something's good, uh, the label's gonna do the most of the work. And uh, I think this is kind of the drop point. You know, it's it's a fantastic beer, but if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. Correct. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that, 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 uh, the POS side of this business is very, very important uh, if you want to remain successful. Because you think about what there, I don't, I don't know how many there is nowadays, but in the greater Houston area and surrounding markets, you were at what, 70 something? I think it's 65 to 70, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot just in that area. It's so immediate. imagine moving here and be like, crap, it's a lot of beer to try, it's a lot of breweries to try. Like, yeah. And now with, in a situation we're in now with the pandemic and you can't actually physically go there because that's usually how people like to try stuff is to basically go to the brewery that's the best time it's the freshest it's probably the best price point honestly you know like and you get to experience the entirety of what a brewery is uh we can't do that too much you know and not just here it's in Houston but in Austin and in other states uh but if you look at the bottle and for those of you guys who haven't looked at the picture yet it's uh, kind of like, reminds me of like a red stripe bottle, so it's a different yep. bottle. It does. Yeah, like, kind of that old Coors bottle. banquet beer yeah. bottles. Oh, yeah. yeah. And blue and yellow is very complimentary, but cream yellow and baby blue are very underwhelming. So, th- so there and you I, go. Because I would right argue. Now, if you line up that you have of all the podcasts we've done so far, yeah. I mean, I've honestly passed that bottle three times already. That's so, okay. not a good thing. <laughs> no, and, and I agree with you. And, but I would almost argue like, for somebody that comes into the Houston market with a product like this, I think there's spot in the Houston market for a good sour. For yep. sure. I think there really is because I don't I don't see a lot of huge Holler does a lot of good sours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of Holler, who's doing really great sours consistently? Uh, locally there's there's it's a pretty slim market. It is a pretty slim market. And I think New Braunfels Brewing Company, if you're listening guys, we're giving you an inroad, we're giving you some feedback. Um, I will say this though, in uh, one of, I think it's, it's the thing that we kind of gloss over. Beer can be produced anywhere because of our water purification techniques, but a lot of your really good spontaneous fermentation, your your really good sours, your really complex sours, and really developed sours mm. are going to come from a, a more north company, a company that has a cooler climate, a drier climate, where they can actually do spontaneous fermentation. Yeah. They can do these really big things with Houston. You can't do as much spontaneous fermentation. You really have to control the room that it's in. You can do cool ships and open vats and everything that you want, 
but in all reality, you have to be able to culture the correct bacteria naturally. And when it comes down to it, I think uh, places like Cantillon and Dry Fontenaine and yeah. Upland and everybody that has these these cooler, more um, conducive environments can produce something that we cannot. Well, but I, I would I would argue like because this is this is one of those things and like and we talked about being Texan and loving the state like this is a Texan beer yeah. right this yeast is Central Texas wild yeast that they're finding they're bringing in wheat and this is a Central Texas beer brewed in that climate with the yeast that's floating in the air there like there's a market for that in the oh, state yeah. I, I, th- so. I think it's 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 pretty cool like I've I. I couldn't tell you what style they produce consistently because the two visits that I've had were completely different styles all over the place, aged in Cabernet barrels, aged in Chardonnay barrels, like just off-the-wall stuff. And all of it was good, but all of it was sour, and all of it had weird, funky flavors and notes, but it was just interesting to what it was. But I, I, I think that with the bottle that he has, the fact that it's live beer, the fact that you've got the yeast in it, and the fact that it'll travel well because it's going to stay live. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be interesting to see if he could get, if he ever got a foothold in a distributor that's going to distribute to the Houston market, yeah. what it would do. I think they may actually be with the distributor right now. Are they? They were before, but the distributor uh, that they were with no longer sells beer. Uh, they 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 move migrated to specifically sodas and non-alcoholics, uh, but I think they're with a new distributor now, and it'll be interesting to see kind of the progression that they're going to make with this new distributor. Nice, nice. So on that note, we're going to cleanse our palate. We're going to come back, and we're going to take the blonde bean, but we're going to add hill country peaches to it, make it even more Texas. Uh, so we're going to have the blonde bean de pitch when we come back. Pruned up in the hot tub. Look Here we that. are. Oh, I got little brains oh, on my feet. It man. looks like a, a brainiac. Oh, look at <laughs> those those white ass feet. Those, yeah. those haven't seen the sun in years. No, they haven't. They haven't. You're welcome. You're welcome for getting. I got in a the hot sunburn tub. on my face yesterday. <laughs> my feet, you. Oh, we're 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 still in New Braunfels. Gosh. Okay, and, and we're going to the. <laughs> Jake. Jake keeps forgetting that we're actually recording what we're saying. We're going, we're still in New Braunfels, we're still in the Blondine, but we're going the pitch, okay? The the Blondine with peach. So still a rustic farmhouse wheat beer aged on spent Texas peaches. I'm assuming Fredericksburg. That's the only place in Texas that I can think that grows peaches. Y'all know of anywhere else? I could not tell you. I go to Florida or Georgia, honestly. I was going to say, I, when I hear peach, like, and I, I, I know there's peaches, because like, I hear like people from Tennessee talk about, oh, Tennessee peach, and I was like, but when I hear peach, being someone who Central lives in Georgia, North Florida, man. Was like yeah, Georgia as well. That that's that's Georgia peach, you know. Just kind of like when I hear onions, when I talk about onions, I, I always think Vidalia onions. If you never had a Vidalia onion, that's like the the goat of onions. In you my know opinion. what? Something as Texans we sleep on, garlic grows wild in San Marcos. Does it really? It really does, and it's some of the best garlic you'll ever have. Which is life. which is right near New Braunfels. Correct. Okay. Um. So. Basically, we, we, we took that sour that we had before, which we all kind of enjoyed. Oh, yeah. All right? Uh, and now we're adding peaches to it. So just adding another element, making it even more Texas. Um, I, I do get a faint peach on the nose. I still get primarily the same nose that I got off the Blondine, 
but just a slight hint of peach. Nothing, so, nothing overwhelming. A lot more clarity than this one. There is a lot more clarity, and I don't know whether that's poor air or what. Or fermentation. Or ferment, fermentation, because this one didn't explode out of the bottle as the same. This one's now, a lot sour too. It's what? Oh, it's a pucker. Is it a I pucker? Feel like this one pucks. This one has me puckering a lot more than the last yeah. one. Yeah, there's quite a bit of lactic acid in this one. It does. It does, but not so much to turn me off. No, no, like, that, like I, I said know, earlier, that lemonade, good lemonade yeah. makes you pucker. It yeah, I agree. More, so, so. Did, did y'all ever go to the Texian when it was open? Okay, so the Texian over Richard Roosevelt, we had this epic, and me and Mandy talked about it on one of the other episodes. We had an epic Father's Day, or Mother's Day. We couldn't remember because we drank so much beer. Um, we started at Spindle Tap, and we had the, all three kids with us. And we called Carlos, go, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, my family's in Ohio, or not Ohio, Iowa. Uh, he goes, but I'm over here at uh, Running Walker. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we went from Spindle Tap to Running Walker, had a few beers, and then we went from Running Walker to Texian. And Texian was just straight sours. They had a black sour called uh, Black Jesus. Um, and it was old ladies. It was like going to the VFW hall. And getting, <laughs> it, it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And I'm and I'm sad that they don't still exist because the concept and everything there was great. But I haven't had sours that good since I went to the Texian. These are on par with that. Yeah, these are good. This is good. Yeah. Okay. So first taste. I want more peach. I agree, but a lot of this is fermentable sugar, right? So peach has Agreed. a lot of fermentable sugar, and I think what 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 I'm tasting in this is you got all of these sugars in the fruit, and I think the bacteria went wild. Uh, so I think what you actually have is a as a drier tasting beer, a little bit of a higher ABV with an afternote of peach is is what I'm getting. Okay, uh, and I get that, but by the uh, nature of this yeast, I assume adding much more peach. A peach is really gonna uh, up what's going on with beer. It might be, and, and and everything that he as as far as the measurables that they're listing on the bottles, everything is ish. It's five point one ish. It's yeah. thirteen IBU ish. Um, so like he's not he's brewing to find something that he likes to drink. He's not brewing for you or me or he's brewing because he likes to brew, which. I don't know. There's there there can be debate about that, but I kind of like that independent spirit. I agree. I, I like the fact that I'm gonna brew what the fuck I want to brew, mm -hmm. and if you like it, that's fantastic. But I'm going to be it because he can make a living mm -hmm. brewing whatever he wants to brew, because there's gonna be enough people like him to support that. But that's the goal, man. That's the goal is is to be able to do something you love, support your own life, and share what you do. You yes, know? absolutely. I think I think if you never make it on a national scale, a worldwide scale, I think doing that is one of the most admirable ways to own a business. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. I think I think every every the point to me, the as far as growing old and finding a career and getting a profession, the point was always to give back. Mm -hmm. to to give back with what I learned to give back with what was given to me and so uh, there's there's I'm at a point in my career where I'm looking to transition because I feel like I've given all of that I could give and, and it's almost to the point where things are being taken from me and and I want to give back in a different area and and 
it's kind of admirable to me that these guys have been able to find a way to take these risks, mm -hmm. start these breweries, and support their families and enjoy everything that they're doing and not be selfish because they're giving other people things that they love as well. Like us in the hot tub, as small as this is, are benefiting from his passion. Correct. Correct. And enjoying it. You know? Yeah. It's the ultimate, the ultimate goal when you do something that's very personal and put it on a public level. It's just so other people can enjoy it the same way you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. and beer is personal. Very. It's very personal. This isn't something that's like... From the beginning of time, it's personal. Correct. Correct. This is my own palate. is my own... Like, this is what I like. And so you, you get people that to where they're going to be embarrassed to drink a craft beer in front of the guys that are going to be drinking a Bud Light because they're maybe they're embarrassed or they're uncomfortable um and even when i've gone out and hung out with the wrestling dads with carlos and all of us me and carlos and there's another guy donnie he'll he'll reach out and he'll grab a uh a craft beer with him and drink it uh, but other guys they won't do it they won't they're going to stick with the bud light some guys are anabashedly bud light and you can say that they they respect what you're drinking and they don't trash you and then other guys are like ah you're fucking pussy because you're drinking that fruit fruit shit well, no. In all I've, reality, I've got a bigger, yeah. I've got a bigger set of balls. That's that's basically yeah. what I try to tell them every time. Step out on the plank and found that's something right. that's better than what you thought could be. You know, that's right. Did it, I slap it, them on the table? And everybody's <laughs> impressed. It, that's the big thing is everybody thinks craft beer is hoity-toity or it's something that's meant to be pretentious. But in all reality, it's we found something that we enjoy better, and we're going to continue finding the better thing. It's it's the same as is. Yes, your house has a roof, you know, but in the day you want to come home because it has everything else. It's it's like uh, it's it's like grown ups going to the science fair. Yeah, you know, th this is Wait, this you is go the, to the science, science fair. fair? I, well, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that would be pedophilia. But um, what do you? I'll drop it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't go. I don't go chase little kids around. Um, All right, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carlos and his pink eye. So. Um, <laughs> going like it's it's it uh it's just experimentation and finding new things and trying new things and and what kind of new flavors can i come up with and, and this is definitely a new flavor like i said I, I am getting a hint of peach but it doesn't to me it's a great beer but for the label and for what it is it doesn't separate itself from the original blondine to be its own does that make sense yeah yeah it, 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 when you see the peach on there, you're you're expecting, oh, this is going to be a peach variation, which this is, I think, could be the misleading point. Yes. I mean, that's the misleading point for you, uh, is uh, you're expecting a lot of peach. Uh, kind of like when you, you have, you'll see them pop up in the next month, maybe even already, like strawberries. Strawberry weeds and strawberry this. Like, now it's strawberry season, so everyone's going to start throwing out the strawberries. Pumpkin season, everyone's going to throw out pumpkins. So... Uh, when you see that, you're expecting that flavor, and maybe it doesn't come through as prevalent as you thought it would. Yes, and that could be. But that's something I'd like to see explored, right? right. Just, just speaking from a native Texan perspective, right? That's something that you always grew up with was Fredericksburg peaches. And if there were peaches on the side of the road, the fruit guy on the side of the road, you wanted the watermelons to be from Hempstead. You wanted the peaches to be from Fredericksburg. Like every little city has their own niche in the Texas market. And I, I think that's something because you don't see a lot of peach beers in the Texas market. But 
would it fit? Can I see it fitting? Well, fuck yeah. How many adjuncts did we see from Wisconsin that fit and work? Mm-hmm. Right? I think a, a Texas Fredericksburg peach could work, and I think they got the start of something really good here. But I think the more peach, the more sweet flavor. And I think figuring out a way to, I think like you said, maybe hit the nail on the head, there's so many fermentable sugars in that peach that it fermented a lot of the flavor out. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you figure out a way to stop fermentation at a certain point, even if this was, instead of a five-point beer, a three-point beer, yeah, I think that's fine. I don't see a problem with that because a three-point fits a uh, sour perfectly. Goza and Berliners and Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. And so I can imagine in a Texas summer sitting and drinking a Blondine Peach by the pool. Yeah. Non-stop all day long. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I dig it. So, the next beer we're going to go to is going to be a little bit different. We're going on to the pickle fucker. (laughs) Did you you laugh or throw up in your mouth a little bit? (laughs) Both. Both. (laughs) Okay, so we're we're moving on to the pickle fucker. We will talk more about the pickle fucker when we get there. We're going to finish the Blondine Peach and cleanse our palates. And then we're going to fuck some pickles. Thistle Draft Shop in Spring, Texas is the model for craft beer bars in the Lone Star State. Both best in Texas and top 50 in the nation for craft beer bars in 2019 and 2020. With over 200 selections in the cooler and 60 beers on tap, Mary Thorne and her staff stay true to her mission of bringing independent craft to the people that love it. In addition to the beer selection, there are dozens of craft seltzers and ciders to wet your palate, all independently brewed ranging from things you see every day to rare barrel-aged versions. An incredible wine selection rounds out a beverage menu that can only be topped by the carefully crafted food that leaves the scratch kitchen. Elevated gastro-probe cuisine, ranging from truffle fries to blue cheeseburgers to charcuterie boards. Visit on Taco Tuesday or Steak Wednesday for a unique offering that will never be repeated. Give them a visit at 5210 FM 2920 in Spring, Texas for a unique experience that will bring you back again and again and again. We're on, we're on, we're on, we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) Go Derek Lewis. Stop doing that. I know, I know, that's been been part of the fun of this. Right, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the UFC fight from last night. Derek Lewis knocked the fuck out of this other dude. Oh, shit. Okay, so we're we're still in New Braunfels. I mean, Houston, Texas, but New Braunfels, yeah. Correct, 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 correct. Yeah, you know, figuratively, we're in New Braunfels. And we're on the last pill bottle of beer from uh, New Braunfels Brewing Company, Pickle Fucker, P K L F K R. They don't completely spell it out. I don't. Yeah. It's I, pickle fucking pickle. It's a German. <laughs> I never sounded so French it's in my life. It's German slash French yeah. interpretation here. Um, juice from Texas Tito's. Um, I didn't look up Texas Tito's. I probably should have. Um, I'm assuming that that's a pickle company. I have no idea. In Texas, it starts with Texas. Um, so we're gonna pour a little bit of this, and then it's only 3.5 ABV. We talked about this last episode. Like low ABV for a sour, that's great. Um, Seven-ish IBU. Um, we're gonna pour a little bit, 
And then I've got a challenge. Oh my gosh, it looks like water. I thought that was water, actually. Wow. Oh, bingo. Okay, so bingo got up. He smelled the pickles. He's going nuts. He is going bingo. nuts. What the hell, bingo? Hold on, bud. I'll get you. I'll get you oh. some. Yeah, don't don't tempt him. Mine's gonna be a little thick. There you go. All right, bingo. I saved you some. Here, bud. There you go. It's kind of like a muddy water. Does Look, it have that that bright bright green. That's it's bingo really approved. Beautiful. Your opinions don't even matter. That's oh. bingo approved. Yeah, bingo. Bingo's killing that, dude. So, okay, so those of you that are on the podcast, if, if the beer is not something that Bingo's into, he stays sitting in, in his little corner. If it's something that he's interested in, when we pop the top, he immediately gets up and comes to the edge of the hot tub. Bingo likes pickle beers. Bingo is his name of it. Okay, say. so on the nose, that's, that's, it's, it's pickle flavor, but it's not overwhelming. It smells no. good. It, it is not, it is not, it doesn't like punch me in the face with pickle. But, you know, okay, so, do you uh, like pickles? I love pickles, uh, <laughs> but I'm not a pickle juice person. Pickled, pickles, I, but not a pickle juice person. Yeah, but let's, let's be clear, because, you know, in America, pickles are pickled cucumber. Everywhere else in the world, pickles is pickled anything, right? So I really love pickled cucumbers, onions, uh, okra, radishes. If you pickle it. I like it, but it's the juice that's too much for me. Jacob? I mean, I was thinking that, like, I love pickles. Uh, fried pickles, pickles on the burgers. Yes. You know, I could do pickles all day. Pickled just, carrots. Just just hand. Yes. Hand, you know, Let's go like, eat People who, like, save the juice or they do these pickleback shots nowadays, that ain't for me. However, I will take a little bit of a pickle shot inside of a uh, Bloody Mary. So, oh, that, good call. Okay, so did you see Baleson Brewing, what they put out on the uh, Instagram about their Bloody Marys that they were doing today? Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. It was like half a pickle on the glass and a jalapeno. Oh, my gosh. I like I got half a heart on looking at the Bloody Mary that they were doing <laughs> at Baleson. Have you ever been to Baleson? Mm-mm. I've heard good things. Good stuff. All right. So good stuff. On the nose. Okay. Heavy pickle. Heavy pickle, but... I feel uh, like I fell asleep and someone put a pickle. Okay, but you haven't... You haven't... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. That's just the nose. That's the okay. nose. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to taint your view because we're going to. Because in the past, <laughs> pickle taint. <laughs> it does kind of smell like a pickle taint. Um, so we in in the past. Oh my gosh, Bingo is Bingo is freaking out over this. Uh, in the in the past, we we reviewed Martin House's pickle beer. Okay, and we talked about pickle beers. And since then, I've seen Freetail come out with a pickle beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one that's called like Recovery Pickle that's come out. Uh, that they're going, and we talked about the sodium in the pickle and being a good recovery beer. So now there's pickle vodka running around towns. You'll see that fucking posers. Yeah, I mean it, it pickles. Once, that pickle vodka is disgusting. Well, it's, it's, Jacob it's, loves it. It's one of those pickle things. You have to love a pickle. Uh, but if you can mask it correctly in a Bloody Mary, that's one thing. But this, like, that's that's good. This one, well, I'm not gonna say it's good. I'm gonna say it's good. All, I sir, I, sir. I like it. <laughs> This is my low score of the day. That's your low score of the day? And I love, like, I love actual pickles. I do not love actual pickle juice. This, okay. This tastes like pickle, like, if I was to finish off my pickles that I have for my burgers and my sandwiches. This tastes like it. And I pick up the, the canister and drink a little bit. This is what I feel like I would do. But but that wouldn't have alcohol in it. Well, if I feel like a white ball in it, I don't know. 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this, this isn't my thing. Uh, and I know people will go crazy for like the other ones, like the Martin houses and all that stuff. Okay. Um, and it's just this isn't my thing. So as Bingo a base it. beer, Bingo loves it. Bingo, Bingo's about it. So if you're There's buying a, beer for your dog, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made me fart, Jake. It made me laugh so hard. I assault the vocal. So if if I'm if I'm taking this beer and let's think about it as a base beer for recipe. Which is, I think that was a lot of the, the talk that I did with Ernesto, and even when we did the, the Martin House beers, because the first time I tried the Martin House pickle, it was part of a minchilada. Mm-hmm. As a minchilada, what do you think? Do you think that would fit in well? See, now that's, that, that's what I'm saying with the Bloody Mary there. Uh, with the minchilada, I can see using this. With the Bloody Mary, I can see using this, something like that. Like, you, you, that kind of thing, like, you yes. put You put this beer... A little bit of minchilada mix, oh, yeah. a shot of tequila, a little bit of te- not tequila, a shot of vodka, yeah. a little bit of Tabasco, some olives. I think I think this beer hits. Yeah. I think it, it is good. It's a good base beer for whatever. But sitting drinking it as a session beer, can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. I always revert back to. I think we talked about this earlier. I always revert back to. Is this what we call a six pack beer? You know, like, is yeah. this a beer that you're going to buy a six-pack of? You know, nowadays, I don't, I don't think, when's the last time any of us actually bought a six-pack at a, a store? Yesterday. Okay, exactly. <laughs> and, but, but how many six-packs did you buy? Just one? Two. Okay. I bought three the other day. I we mean, it was, it was, it was look, no, no, no. it was my store, let's be real, but I still bought it. Right. Oh. Okay, let, let's say let's say we go, we're taking a trip to Idaho. Okay. How many six-packs are you buying? Uh, oh, I'll no, probably no. bring about two and a half cases. Now, bring. So. How many are you going to go buy when we get there? You're going to try. You're going to try exactly. You're going to figure out the one that you want. Yeah, you're going to right. You're going to go to the other total wines. Does it? A lot of the places yeah. do it. Then you can buy one. You make your own six pack. You want to try all of them. That's as a the novelty, deal. as a novelty, does this get you in the door of New Braunfels Brewing Company? Uh, no. This is actually the it other two. The other two got me in the door. The other yeah. two got you indoors. More than this, that's okay. Cool. I, I will say this is not the worst pickle one I've ever had. I will say that. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's overly powerful pickle. It's not like a fucking pickle rick right in your face. Pickle but, rick. But uh, it's, it's still not my thing. When I, when I, last time I visited, when I talked to him, this was their biggest seller. This was the one that they were distributing the most of. Wow. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case today. I wonder, I wonder. I wonder how they are making this. Like, what pickles are they using? Are they growing their own pickles? He said, what it was it? Uh, Texas te- Tito's. Texas Tito's. Okay, juice from Texas Tito's pickles. Real pickle juice. Um, so you're looking at... Oh, shit, I wrote it down. I, I, I gotta say this, though, because that really confuses me. Okay. Uh, it says juice from real Texas pickles. Are we juicing the pickles, or are we using the brine from the pickles? I think that's we're very uh, convoluted. My my interpretation is that we're using the brine from the pickles. Okay. okay. I, and I and I could be wrong. This is, is this the same pre pickle or post pickle. Well, you know I don't what? Know. I, I think I think the big answer here is I really want to get them on the phone because I want to know: is this pre pickle juice or post pickle juice? Is this 
I mean, they say juice, and to me that would be a brine. Are they actually juicing pickles at this point? I feel to like get the, the cucumber flavor out of it, or or how are we okay. really going about this? Because there's a lot of ways you could do it. There's ways that most likely will happen, but I really want to know the actuality of. I what feel like doing. the only way before, to solve it is for to have them come sit in a hot tub with us before refermentation like, with pickle juice. Refermentation. So Ferment this with pickle juice. Nice. Okay, so, so and then I, they condition it three to four weeks before they even release it. Right. Now, all of these they've conditioned for a minimum of three weeks before they release them. So these are like, this is commercial humber. Yeah. Which I kind of dig. I like that connection between the two. Yeah. I will say, you know, we've all, I mean, how many brewery tours have you been on, right? Oh, a ridiculous <laughs> exactly. amount. Yeah. And I, and I, I still do them, you know, just kind of sometimes. It's like they're all. If you've been on one brewery tour, you've been on all of them. Yeah. They, they, they well, take, let's be take real. The same you don't process. want to know how to make beer. You want to know how they make beer. Right. Like, let's be now, real. I wouldn't lie. I would be very interested to see how they make this beer. Mm-hmm. I would be interested. Just like you were saying, like, are they using the brine? Are they using? Are they post pickle, pre pickle? Right. Uh, you know what? What is really going on there? I mean, people will tell you. A lot of ladies, especially, like the pickle is very important. <laughs> and how they're using it, and it's not all that size that matters. I no. mean, we all know gherkins taste great, but you know, do we want those XLs? It's it's or or I'm magnum or, the, or average or yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, it's not the size of the pickle. I'm concerned with the it's amount. About, of, it's, it's about a, the mustard. It's with the, the mustard. amount of red bumps <laughs> that are on this pickle. That's concerning to me. Yeah. So so when away. we <laughs> when we talked to when we talked about art, this looks like a pickle with acne. That's uh, <laughs> that's throwing you. Throwing you the middle finger with a hobo hat on, it's 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 kind of sexy. I don't know, so I, I I dig it. What we're gonna do now is so like in, in we talked about adjunct in beers. I'm gonna throw an adjunct in the episode, okay? So in the interest of pickle beers, we've reviewed best made sour pickle beer from Martin House. I've got another can. We're gonna put it straight up against pickle fucker, and we're gonna see what happens. Woo. Okay. Now, so I, I have uh, This one is this one is the one. This yeah. one is the one. This well, is the. Oh, hold on, hold on. The, okay. the, the one that started. I think the the, the thing that the people the one that people are like. I don't know. I had this one before. I had I, this one is the one I had before even I even knew pickle beers existed. I uh, so I'm not talking the, about the New Braunfels. No, no, no. I'm, yes, I'm talking about New Braunfels. Okay. So New Braunfels is the one I had. Gosh, this I was like twenty the, five years ago. The Me pickle and train, though, I feel like when Martin House released off. this is when it took off. But let's yes. be real, okay? This is what we talked about before. Branding is everything. You have, for one, a partnership with Best Made, which is obviously... Which will never happen again, by it's the way. A, it's a Texas favorite. It really is. Don't yes. tell me you've never had Best Made in your house. We go through oh. at least a jar a week of pickles. Best Made is in the rotation often, right, right? right? Okay. So you have the partnership. Second of all, you have the graphics. You have the marketing. You have everything that goes with it. It doesn't matter what you actually care about, Martin House Beer. What matters is that... Looks like a jar of pickles. Yeah. So and and yes, and and they've not only capitalized off of their following; they've taken best mates following. Now the the pickle gonna, nose on this one is was, a lot stronger. That's what I was gonna say. Now this now both of them had a very strong pickle nose, mm-hmm. but this one has the best made pickle nose. You yeah. can tell the difference between I, best made and other pickles. Like he yes. was saying. Best. You, you when, when I run, have when you ever I run had a Clausen pickle versus a best made? You know yeah. the difference. When I run out oh. of when I run out of Clausen, my, my, my refrigerator 
gets empty, I need to go shopping, right? Yes. There are two things that are still in my fridge. Valentina hot sauce and uh, Best Made Pickles. Really? And that's so, like, I'm like, oh, crap, I need to get some food because that's all I have. <laughs> Best Made Pickles and Clausen. I bounce back between the two. I have to say I love Clausen over Best Made just because the freshness of the cucumber really stands out. But Best Made, solid, solid. You can't go wrong with a Best Made Pickle. No. Best, and so the best, partnership is there. Yeah, best made pickle. It's very hardcore pickly, but it's also very salty. This is actually, I have a vodka with this as well. They weren't able to use the best made brand because the best made doesn't want to do any more alcoholic brand. Yeah. They didn't think this was going to be a thing. So they said, sure, go ahead, put my name on a beer can, whatever. And then it became a big thing. And mm -hmm. they were like, we don't want to do this ever again. So tasting this one, the muscles in my jaw cramp up. It is, it is sour. It is, it is far more pickle briny. Uh, I, I'd say the pickle buck, pickle fucker, is more subdued and approachable, in spite of the name. Because if I look at best made pickle, it's got a little girl licking her lips because she's likes the pickle. Um, if the can is far more inviting, the hobo acne pickle guy flipping me the finger on the pickle fucker. Um, I, I don't know. That's, that's I just think it's kind of funny. But but what's inside the contents is a lot more approachable than this than Martin House's so this, to me. So I think that one. So the best way I think you're trying to describe it as Fucker is a sour with pickles. Best made is a pickle sour beer. Yeah, that's probably the best. This tastes like this, now this tastes like that jar of pickle yes. i don't get hardly any sourness out of it okay i, I agree i, I want to i want to bring up the meat and potatoes here like this obviously tastes like their hamburger dill right this is their their most classic flavor okay if you were to pick a best made pickle what style would it be are we talking bread and butter uh, are we talking spears are we talking whole are we talking long slices hamburger dill i like I bread mean, and butter and i like spicy bread and say spicy, spicy bread and, bread and butter is good uh, yeah Yo. And nowadays you can get spicy ketchup from uh, all the places. Whataburger? Oh, Whataburger? You just got yourself a spicy meal right there. Son of a bitch. And yeah. Now I have a boner. I have to say, <laughs> Spears. I, I really enjoy Spears, man. You scrape off the meaty, juicy part and then you crunch down on the hard part. Yeah. Love it. You know, we used to have a guy in Tomball. He actually just moved up to uh, New Mexico or Colorado, but he was a local farmer's market guy made the best habanero bread and butter pickles I've ever had in my life. Really? I, I will say this, though. This one has a pretty fair, clean, clean finish. And maybe that's why they're so popular. They do. The, look, I'll say that about both of them. They both finish very clean. Yeah. These beers are clean. They're crisp. They're easy drinking. Uh, like, you can't really knock either one of them, and mm -hmm. both of them are as advertised. I think mm -hmm. the best description is Pickle Fucker is a sour beer with pickle juice. And Martin House's uh, best made sour pickle beer is pickle juice that's sour into yeah. a beer. I, th I think that's the best description that I've yeah. heard. But uh, I definitely feel like the pickle fucker is more of a beer. And, and I don't mean to encroach on New Braunfels Brewing Company's episode, but I'm glad that we put that and Martin House side by side yeah. because there is a distinct difference. Oh, yeah. There is a distinct very difference, very and, very and very you can you can lump everything into the same. But there is a distinct difference there. Well, once again, Michelada. Oh, my gosh. All day long. 
that that's all that might long. be the only reason I buy a full six pack of either of these beers. Yes, to be honest. Yes, and that's how I and got them. It's because my little sister, brunch. yeah, my little sister bought me a six pack with a bunch of Michelada mix and said Merry Christmas, which I hadn't really ventured out to. Like I always drink Michelada's, but I hadn't really ventured out into the pickle beer Michelada thing yet. Yeah, that it might worked. be the thing to go. Yeah. So. We'll be back in just a little bit. We're going to uh, get our thoughts together, get the pickle out of our mouth, and uh, or get the pickle out of Jacob's mouth. Um, that was my pickle. Oh, yes. Um, and we're going to come back with the rating of New Braunfels Brewing Company. We're back to rate. Okay, so we got the Blondine, Blondine with Peach, and the Pickle right Fucker. The all out of... New Braunfels Brewing Company. Uh, new beer that, that we had on the, the podcast. Uh, it's kind of its own little niche product there in, in uh, New Braunfels. You're not going to see this much outside of New Braunfels, but if you can, go get it. I guess based off of the reviews, you should go get it. Uh, try it. Try something new. Uh, but the Blondine, scale of 1 to 4. Uh, Jacob, first episode back. What do you got? Uh... I would probably put that one at two five. It was good. Two five. It was okay. good. It wasn't uh, anything that like blew my socks off. Uh, it was. It was. It, it, I mean, it, it was what it said it was. Um, but I'm a big fan of sour, especially if you ever met anyone from the Orlando Central Florida area. Mm -hmm. Sour is a big deal because it's just like here in Texas. It's so freaking it's so hot. hot. Yes. You can't be smashing. You know, ninety. You can't minutes be smashing the stouts all day Park long. All day long, right? Because then you get in a fight and you get kicked out, and you're on YouTube. So you don't want to do that. <laughs> this slowly devolved into a story. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to know how many times you got into a fight that <laughs> no, ended up on YouTube. I, I remember distinctly when I seen ninety minutes on tap at one of the Disney parks, and I'm like, this is a bad idea. These tourists are gonna come in here and be like, oh. let me try that, and then they're gonna get smashed here. And then I just sit back. I, I, people watching is a very big hobby. Florida. <laughs> There's a lot of for people the, to watch. For, the, for the natives, all those tourists, which, which reminds you, <laughs> we need to do a Cigar City episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just kind of delve into the culture I, of Florida. I talked to him last night. I was on his tweet last really? night for uh, Oh, that's right. You said you had to, Okay, so yeah. there's an author because like, I like to read, uh, Carl Hyacinth. If you ever read Carl Hyacinth, he used to be an editorial guy for the uh, Miami Herald, I want to say. He writes novels uh, just based in Florida. Fucking hilarious, and Cigar City has partnered—not not partnered with him, but I know he's been an influence, especially on uh, Florida Man, their double IPA. Oh yeah, 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 it's good shit. So you said a two-five on the Blondine. Yeah, like I said it was—it was—it was good for what it was. Um, I think I might have actually preferred the peach over that, but we'll get to that. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But we're slow your roll there, Jacob. That, that one was a two-point-five. I think uh, it was good introductory beer for people who maybe don't really know about craft beer. Um, and uh, like I said, the, the labeling was a little bit off, but I don't really judge that. I'm judging the beer itself. It was good. It was good. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't turn it down if someone offered it to me. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. Yeah. Agree. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to agree. 2-5 on me. Uh, I would never put this in my fridge on my own. Uh, I would never turn it down. Um, Is this something you'd put in Thistle? Uh, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to put it in Thistle, but I wouldn't expect it to move. 
Okay. It's just it's one of those beers. It's good, uh, but it's not it's not top notch for me. It's it's uh, it's good. I'd drink it, but I really wouldn't buy it. So what are you what are you giving it? Two point five. Two point five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little higher than y'all. I'm gonna go two seven five. And I'm not going all the way up to three just because like hot tub beers. I like something a little darker, but I I I really like the flavor of it. It was approachable. And I like what you said about it being an entry-level beer to somebody who's coming into craft beer. I think this is, the flavors are definitely different than what you're going to taste in a Bud Light, Coors Light, Middle Light, fill-in-the-blank, sure. Lone Star, uh, personal non-craft favorite. But it it's a, it's approachable. It doesn't it doesn't punch you in the face. It doesn't set you back. It just says, okay, this is different, but I can still get into it. It's not bad. So if I move from there to the Blondine with Peach, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna stick the same. And the only reason I'm sticking the same is I didn't get a lot of the peach. I would like to get more of the peach flavors in there, um, whether that's stopping fermentation enough to allow some of the peach sugars to stick around, um, however that works. I know that might be kind of hard because they bottle condition, so this beer is constantly live, so it's constantly fermenting. Um, but I'm going to stick the same just because I got a lot of the same flavors with just a slight hint of peach. Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually, I'm going to go a little bit lower than the Blondine. Uh, I'm going to just say 2.2. Okay. Uh, I think the Blondine itself was better. Uh, the peach really was an interesting aspect. It came out very, very dry. Uh, once again, it's not something I'm going to keep on my, uh, my refrigerator stock to drink at home. Yes. Uh, but I wouldn't shy away from it either. Agreed. Agreed. Jacob? I mean, I would probably... I see where you're coming from. Uh, there wasn't a high level of peach involvement in the beer. I think that if, if you were blindfolded and you thought that was the Blondine regular, it's like a new invention, like, oh. Like, you know, if we were both brewers Correct. and we were Correct. at the brewery and we're like, these are the two we're going to think about going with, you would pick that one over that one. Uh, so I think that one's better than the other one, uh, but yeah, there's not much peach in there. I like the really nice dry finish to it. Uh, I'd probably go. I'd probably go the same. Two probably five, same. Two five, two five are the same. It's a, still a good beer. Um, the same thing. Like I think you were saying, like when you see peach on there, you think of like peach weeds and stuff like that. Like you kind of want that peach involvement. You see, when you see the branding, that's the thing about the branding too. You don't get too crazy with the branding because then the expectations are there. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just like with food or anything else. If we go to a place and we order some food and we're expecting to have this, this, and this on it, mm -hmm. and it's like, I don't, I don't taste it. Are you sure you put this in here? Like, where's your mushroom? Right. Yeah. So, uh, so the peach is not there, but I think that one actually has a better taste than the other one for me. So, it, it, part of my thoughts with this podcast, progressing forward, is right. So we move to a summer season to where we're having beers in the hot tub, but obviously we're not heating the hot tub at that point. And it's going to be cool and hot outside. Does this, the, does a sour belong more in the summer season than it does in the winter season of hot tub beers? So people always said, the one question, when, oh, you're a beer nerd? What's your favorite beer? It's the worst question I hate. I hate oh, it's the worst. It's the worst question. Yeah. For me, beer craft beer is just like having it so it's your birthday where do you want to go eat right like what experience do you want does yeah. that mean that steak and potatoes is your favorite meal in the world no that's just what your that's experience just what I want is today. at that time yes. so the same thing I'm always very big on like what's the occasion 
Now, if we're going to sit around and have a big fatty meal, you know, maybe I'll go with stout. Uh, we're going to go disc golfing. I'm going to go with something very drinkable. Yes. Very light. It's hot, especially. You know, like, so to me, beers are always going to be that thing. So, having said that, do, do, do beers belong year-round? Sure they do. You can have a stout during the summertime. Maybe not in the sun. Uh, and then, because what happens is your experience while drinking it might deter your rating on that beer. Right. Same thing with, like, if you just brush your teeth or if you just had a cigarette or if you're eating spicy food. It all factors in on how your interpretation of that yeah. beer is. Yep. So it would be it would be interesting to do I think New Braunfels Brewing Company again when it's 110 outside. For sure. And, and see and they, see if it changes. Grab those same beers. Let's go on a nature trail hike in the middle of summer. Oh, come back. Yeah. We'll be fucking, that's a four. Four yeah. and a half. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the time, we're like, Jesus Christ, it's hot and it's perfect. Which just means that's kind of like with that beer, which all beers are designed for a reason. Correct. Let's be honest. Correct. That's, that, they're designed for a reason. And so that could be what they're for. Not, but that's not slandering. I mean, like I said, that, that, that first one reminded me of like that, that mother's lemonade, you know, yes. uh, you're having a lemonade stand. So maybe after you got finished mowing the grass during the summertime, that might be the beer you go for. Pour so, it in a glass and enjoy it. Agreed. And so we're going to go on to the last one, the pickle fucker. Not only did we taste this, we compared it against another pickle beer. Um, I'll go first on this one. Like I, as far as a hot tub beer, I'm gonna go 2.0, uh, just right in the middle. Not horrible, not great. I, I really like what it is for what it is. Uh, it it is as advertised, and I like the fact that it is a beer with pickle juice as opposed to pickle juice that's been soured. I, I, I prefer this one over the best made. Just, I don't know, just on my personal preferences. Um, this is something that like when I get done with a run or a bike ride, I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna drink a pickle beer. Sure. I, I think it, I think it, it, it really fits. And, and I didn't think that as much till I had this one because the pickle flavor was more subdued. It more seems like an adjunct to the beer instead of the backbone of the beer itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do you, what do y'all think? Pickle fucker. You know what? I'm, I, I hate to be that person, but uh, 1 to 1.2 for me, honestly. Nice. Uh, it's beyond, I just, I, I would not stock it in my fridge and I would not give it to a friend. Um, even, even if I had a friend that was desperate, I probably still would have a hard time pawning it off. And, you know, um, overall... I get the pickle, I get the the idea, but I just feel like the execution has been very lacking, and mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, I I really, I would pick the best made pickle beer over that, even though I don't think the best made is that great of a beer, I, yeah. I, would, I would pick that over Pickle Fucker, because you want to talk about the viability of a, a craft beer audience, you know? Being more beer-like than pickle-like in this instance, I don't think is actually a good um, a good place to be for this specific instance. So here we are, Jacob. The pressure is on you. I've chosen pickle beer over best made. Jake's chosen best made over pickle fucker. We we both have two differing opinions. In you are the deciding opinion. You are the make or break for pickle beer in the Central Texas area. The weight is on your shoulders. Mm. What are you, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, with Pickle Fucker, I'd probably do a 1.5, you know, like, uh, I will say that. 
I just I'm not sold on the whole idea of the, the whole pickle trend. Uh, I enjoy pickles. Uh, it's just not. I don't think they should be in liquid form. I don't think. I don't think they should be in liquid form. <laughs> I don't think at, at any point that you have to take a beer and be like, "Oh, this will be really good with." If you have to say that sentence, it's not necessarily a good. Beer. That's a, that's a very good point. Okay, um, and so I like that. That that it, if you if you're thinking of that beer as an ingredient instead of a standalone beer, correct. I I, I get that. Uh, however, I, I I told you earlier during the break actually, like I was actually surprised with the small sample you poured me that I was actually able to finish either of them. Yes. yes. Uh, they both were very different. Um, best made pickles will definitely be some of the best pickles you can get. I don't care what state you're in. Second. Uh, <laughs> the best. Clausen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the best made are a little bit more saltier, which I think came through more in the beer because that So I was always... So, Pickle Fucker said they use the pickle juice in re-fermentation. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Best Made are using them during fermentation. fermentation. Maybe that's why there's so much of a difference. Uh, a little bit less of a pickle presence in the Pickle Fucker. So, unfortunately, I would have to go with Pickle Fucker okay. over Best Made. Uh, so, okay, so I agree with you. I, I Pickle Fucker over Best Made. But here's the deal. So, here's, here's I'm going to give you guys like some, some hot tub homework. Okay, you got to find somebody who is geeked out about these beers because there's a market for them. Carly, and, yeah, I must there's Carly. a lot of pickles. Carly is Carly is, I, is geeked out about them. Yeah. We have uh, Mandy's been the only the female in the, the hot the, tub. The female, I think the female market are really into because I think Taylor Beasley is big into uh, the, the pickles beers as well oh, when they first came out, and I keep seeing the posts and like uh, most of the time when people are posting on them, it's females. They really are into them, and I don't know. And uh, females obviously have better sense of smell than men do, it's like that. So maybe they're just it's intensifying better for them. I don't know, but uh, pickle just—it's not for me. I'm sure there's people out there who enjoy it better. Um, so yeah, I would like to have. That would be very interesting to have so, some pickle. Yes. Carly pickle and Taylor Beasley, I think, are going to be uh, next on the list because they're people who really actually enjoy that style. And yeah. We can kind of so we need to, it. yeah. So we need to get them in the hot tub. We need to get more than two examples of pickle beer. Yeah, more than there. three so, hairy dudes in one hot tub talking mess, you know. More than three hairy dudes? Yeah, we yeah. We have more hairy dudes? Four hairy dudes and a couple uh, women who actually know what they're talking about. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. So, stay tuned. We're, oh, pickle party. Is that like a sausage party except shriveled? Um, so, <laughs> so, we're going to we're going to be uh we're going to be back with a pickle party uh in the next few episodes. But guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh please subscribe, please like, please send this out to as many people as you can. Uh New Braunfels Brewing Company, we enjoyed your beer. Uh thank you for brewing that beer. We enjoyed it. Uh we hope you you uh you enjoyed our review. Uh until next time, I hope the hot tub stays warm for you.